Conversation with L.Y. here on 1010 W.O.R.B. as well as Spotify and so many of the other sites are just numerous, numerous and getting better and better. Be listening, be listening. And uh, let me put it right up. My buddy, my partner, Mr. Mark C. Good morning to you, good sir. Yes. Hey, man. Mark? Mark? Okay. I'll get... Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Thank you, good buddy. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was on. All right. I, yes. said, I said, help me out. I said, what do we say? Happy Juneteenth? Or what do we say, big brother? We say all of those. All of it. All of it. All of it. Absolutely. Guess what? Guess what? I'm listening. Um, our youngest daughter, we got four daughters. Her birthday is today. Uh. And I tied in. She's 26 today. And what I did, big brother, I tied in Juneteenth with her birthday um, wish. You got about 30 seconds I'll share with you. Quickly. Please help me wish our baby girl, Sophia, a happy 26th birthday. Love you, daughter. Enjoy the first year. You're celebrating your birthday June 19th or Juneteenth as a national holiday, celebrating slavery ending in Texas June 19th, 1865. Your birthday is forever a national holiday, celebrating <laughs> black people. That's so cool. That was a nice tie-in. Nice tie-in, Dad. Nice tie-in. <laughs> That's Thank all you. right. That's all right. Well, you know, Thank yes, we're going to we're gonna give a salute in just a second to uh, uh, Juneteenth. But uh, also, let's not forget, just yesterday was yes. uh, Father's Day. And yes. uh, those who know me know I don't particularly land too solid on that one since my dad was a, one of those absentees. But uh, I, I uh, take great joy when I see how fathers who are really fathers do their do, I don't want to call it their duty, but they do right uh, for their family. And uh, I take good pride when I saw the pictures with you and your family. And, and I look at, around and, and most, of the, most of the people that I have as close associates and doing well, uh, their, their dad's in place. Uh, But I I really want to give a special note to my pastor, Reverend Harley Cotter uh, Jr. He pastored through Shallow Baptist Church. He put out and sent to the men of the church uh, a Father's Day uh, card. And I said to myself, Pastor. And then I opened it up, and it says this. Thanks for being my honorary dad. I love you. And oh, he says God. in there, he says, I'm super lucky to have you in my life. Happy Father's Day. And um, he pulled this particular psalm, which is Psalm 1, mm-hmm. verses 1 through 3, which mm-hmm. says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight 
is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. My, 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 my. Wow, that is powerful. Oh, come on now, That's Pastor. And, Mark, and, he, and he closes it out by saying, you do so much for everyone in your life, for your family and friends, your church community, and everyone who are blessed enough to cross your path in a day. With a smile or a kind word, you spread Christ's love in the best way there is. With a gentle spirit, with a generous heart, you're a special person. You are appreciated so very much. Thanks for being my honorary dad. Isn't that nice? Wow. I tell you. That, that is so, and, so deserving of it, man. Well, no, no. But yes. But that's what he sent to all the men of the church. Oh, everybody. In fact, all the men. Yeah, he said that. Oh, this, I, I, no, I thought he said that No, 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 no. I, I don't deserve all that. The men. I don't deserve that. But he said, I, I was just saying how special that was. Because, like, you know, yeah. on Women's Day, Mother's, I, I, it's true. They all can say what y'all want. Mother's Day get much more attention than Daddy's Day. Now, for me, Absolutely. I don't mind that because my Absolutely. mother was both my mama and daddy. But for those who, uh, uh, so, so I, we used to have discussions about it. Who? No, dog. You know, dog going well. Mother's <laughs> Day, you start planning weeks in advance. Where am I going to take Absolutely. it? What are we going to do? Father's mm-hmm. Day, you might think of it the Saturday night before Monday, Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me let me run through and a few I things. That point up, uh, line. That's, the, that's that's why everybody felt guilty and came over. And, and did what they did for me this year. I'm just joking. Okay, <laughs> let me, I'm gonna get a few. Let me get a few things up, and then we'll get to yes, uh, our discussion. Yes, but yes, uh, I was just uh, uh, thinking about people who don't want to take this climate thing serious. I don't know how many of you've been able to watch the news, but uh, don't and don't don't care about the climate crisis. But I'm telling you, the 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 the, the rates of inability to get coverage should force you. I was looking at the pictures on the tube. Over the over the weekend and a little bit before, where the climate change just went through and it was destructive and disasters of the the hurricane and all, and you look at cities, they show you the picture before the city had this happen to them, and then afterwards, it's a the argument has always been that building restrictions make homes unaffordable, but the law question has to be, is it insurable? Well, the thing you got to do is we got to stop playing games. We're getting signals. Our climate situation is a serious, serious situation. And um, one of our future shows, I'm going to see if we can't put some attention on some folks who can uh, bring that even to a greater light. The other thing yeah. is um, the uh, uh, the uh, federal is going to hold off a rate hike but indicates more is to come. And what I mean by that is that after its sharpest flurry of interest rates hikes in four decades, the Federal Reserve held its key rate steady Wednesday, but signaled two more increases are likely this year as officials continue to battle high inflation. The more projected hikes than financial markets and many economists anticipated. 
The decision leaves the benchmark at a rate of about 5%. It marks the first meeting in which the central bank hasn't raised the federal rate, fund rate, since January of 22. Federal policymakers estimated they will push up the key rate by another half point. So by next year, however, the central bank expects to cut rates to 4.6%. Holding the target rate steady at this meeting allows the feds to access additional information. And hopefully we can see some of our prices as we go back to the grocery stores and the supermarkets come down. Amen. Do you know eggs and milk? Thank goodness saw a drop this weekend. But uh, we need a little bit, not a little bit, we need a whole lot more drop. What do you think? You know, so we got we that. We do, we do, Larry. And you know, and I'm going to tell you something, man. We got to lose the power that we have, man, because we got to. Um, call out out officials and stuff like that because the proud guys, is, I mean, gouging is just absolutely crazy, big brother. You, I mean, you, you're right. You're right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's no excuse for the proud price gouging, man, that, that's been going on. Uh, uh, 202-225-3121. You can leave a message for any senator or any congressman because uh, it's ridiculous. I also want to bring to your attention that the Baltimore City Council approved uh, the proposed $4.4 billion budget of Mayor Scott's with a $12 million in amendments that would buy new fire trucks, purchase new city uh, ca- uh, civilians cameras, and fund a vocational training program. Money to cover the council proposed expenditures would come from elimination of positions that Scott's budget proposed creating the Department of General Services, the Law Department, and the Mayor's Office of Infrastructure Development. The amended budget, which was approved by 13 to 1, also cut the Baltimore Office of Promotions and the Arts by $1.7 million, withholding the funding until the City Council and the Mayor believe the embattled arts organization has addressed concerns about its ability to manage city festivals and other arts programs. Councilman Zeke Cohen cast the only vote against the plan. Councilman Ryan Dorsey was absent. The mayor-controlled Board of Estimates also approved its spending plan Wednesday during a brief afternoon meeting. The amendments are the first the council has undertaken since it gained the ability to reallocate money in the budget. Now the council could only make cuts until now and had to rely instead on the mayor to move savings elsewhere, a process that strongly favored the mayor. Now the council, catch this, members and family, the council can now cut the budget to fit priorities that they seem necessary to obtain. That should be quite interesting, quite interesting. Now, Mark, I was just looking at it, the budget I'm thinking uh-huh. about. Yeah. And the, the some of the things, particularly when I saw in there that uh, the uh, the amendments that the council put in, is eight hundred thousand for youth recreational programming. Amen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand for improvements at the Department of Public Works. Two hundred thousand for the Home Security Rebate Program, which gives credits to homeowners who install the cameras. All of us should be doing that. One hundred fifty thousand for Lillian Jones Recreation Center renovations, mm-hmm. and seventy-four thousand for some access coordinator. I, I I commend the council. I commend the council for their work, and uh, I was hoping to get uh, Nick uh, 
on our excuse me, Councilman President Nick Mosby on the line with us. Perhaps he still mm-hmm. just might call in, but uh, right. they deserve that. I, I knew they would be pleased you with that hundred eight hundred thousand dollars for the youth, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor's pick for the commissioner is, of course, actively looking, we're told, into Baltimore City as it is required of the city's top cop. Uh, the uh, Richard Worley, who is serving as acting commissioner, is a resident and registered voter in Anne Arundel County as of November, according to a report that the mayor uh, gave to us, gave to the public. The mayor's office said in a statement that uh, the acting commissioner has been actively looking to reestablish residence in the city, which he and his wife begun doing well in advance of his elevation. Mm-hmm. He uh, grew up in Pigtown, is currently serving as acting commissioner, and would become interim commissioner when the confirmation process formally begins. Wow. Well, he's... Okay. He's going to come on board... Now, oh, I did hear about this. The day after the Roma City Council teachers called for higher salaries last Tuesday, the school board meeting and a new study by a local nonprofit found they reported being overworked and unsustainable levels as they worked to recover from challenges for the uh, for our teachers. Researchers from the fund for Education Excellence interviewed 202 teachers, nine former teachers, about their classroom experiences. The conversations touched on what was driving them out of their jobs. And this is the sixth report that they have done and since 2014. Teachers said in this study that their study remains deeply affected by the students, excuse me, uh, uh, remain deeply affected by the pandemic and the uh, virtual learning. You know, I tell you the truth, the last thing we need is to have a teacher strike. The last thing we need is a teacher strike. And I think we're, and we're angling towards it because we got the summer to work things out. Now, for everything else on this lady that she carries over there as superintendent, the last thing she wants is to have a teacher strike. Jimmy, Christmas. All right. Um, so I'm trying to remember. You want to hear what I got to say about it? Go ahead, please. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, number one, um, I, I've never been a teacher, but but I was a teacher's aide, and I know. And, and during that time, 77 to 81, um, it was nowhere near as bad as it is now. We didn't have a, a, a crack addiction, youth homelessness all over the place, and anger and guns and all that. And um, really, um, Larry, I think that the, the Kerwin and, and all that stuff, we've had more money than we ever had, man. Teachers have always been underpaid. Teachers have always had to go in their pockets and stuff, man. Because I worked in, I was a teacher's aide for three and a half years. I know this. And, 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 and did, you know, went above and beyond most most teachers, you know. And, and, and as far as Sandra Lisa's, I don't have not, nothing against her and stuff like that. But I agree with our former Mayor Dixon. I think it's, it's it, you know, um, she's, one thing she said, number one, a lot of the school system is getting sued, not the community or the parents. And uh, we national with that because Ben Crump is on it. And I don't care whether we get paid or not paid. But, he, you know, he said it's a human right. And if our kids don't get a good education, what's the alternative? 
So I absolutely think uh, um, teachers should be be paid more. And, um, you know, I, that's one of the, the positions. You know, look, on North Avenue, they have, like, what, like 1,200 people that make over $100,000, Larry? Mm-hmm. Woof. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to bring up the fact that nearly 35,000 Marylanders of the 120,000 up for Medicaid renewal last month lost coverage June 1st. It's a state-begun massive process of determining who's eligible for the federal health insurance program after the pandemic era flexibilities expired with the public health emergency. Of those who lost their insurance, about 10,000 were determined to no longer be eligible for coverage, either because their income increased or because of another reason. Even more close to the 25,000 were disenrolled because of the procedural reasons, the department stated. At the start of the uh, uh, virus problem, Congress required states to keep Medicaid recipients continuously enrolled through the end of the public health emergency in exchange for more federal funding. As a result, the uninsured drop uh, rate dropped nationwide and participation in Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program skyrocketed by 23.3 million, according to estimates of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Now states are in the middle of an unprecedented effort to figure out who remains eligible for coverage. Of the 1.8 million adults and children covered by Medicaid in Maryland, about 80,000 are estimated to lose coverage, according to the Maryland Insurance Exchange. Nationwide, as many as 15 million people may lose their Medicaid coverage, including 6.8 million who are likely to remain eligible for the program. Family, members, if you're one of those folks who are having a problem, get to your delegates and your senators immediately. Don't let it. Don't let the reason you're not on board is that you didn't do the follow the procedures. Right. right. Now, now, of course, uh, the federal decision by the act is going to impact what goes down. But if it's because you did not, as a as a, as 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 a recipient, follow proper procedures to be reconsidered, then it's your fault. Let's get to finding out what your status is. Take listen. Without your health, what do you have? Take care of your right. health. And believe That's you me, right. here I am at 73. And things, as, as my godmother told me a couple Sundays ago, we were just talking about, I told her, well, the, the first my limp was gone, and now I'm, I'm a, I got to get special glasses, and now I got to get this test and that test. I got eight specialists. And she said, well, baby, you guess I understand. The older your car gets, the more repairs it needs. But that's uh Key, key thing is, for those of you who things are going well, take care of your health, please. Please do that. Please do that. Mark, were you aware that uh, Governor Moore, who was with us uh, on Wednesday, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful. Let me just thank all wow. of you who came. We had two-thirds of the arena players filled. And uh, the governor, who's only supposed to be there for 45 minutes, stayed an hour and 15 minutes. And uh, he loved it. He did a far side chat. And uh, he said that was one of the first he's done. And uh, he and I went into an exchange 10, 12 minutes or so. And then he took questions from the floor. 
and uh, he's going to deal with the issue of uh, the seniors that Smitty brought up regarding the uh, fact that we got seniors in these nursing homes, and some of these yeah. nursing homes need to be closed. Uh, yeah. He uh, he addressed the concerns that Lena Redmond brought up about union issues that he needed to look into and check out, uh, being a strong supporter of the unions, and he received their support. Uh, then, he, of course, uh, she, he expressed his interest in education, which always remains a top priority. Mary English there was was there for that. And then uh, but also let me talk about Lena Redmond and Marietta, along with Loretta Johnson. Uh, we're going to be announcing a get-out-the-vote, register-the-vote drive uh, next Tuesday. Please, if you're interested in uh, helping us out, that's the A. Philip Randolph, uh, and uh, the Unite and other organizations and the Natural Action Network, we're all teaming up because we've got to get ready for the 2024 election. The election is next May, and we've got to get ready for it. We've got to get you registered. We've got to get to registered. We've got to get you registered. And, of course, we'll be talking in the weeks and months ahead about the value of your vote to cast that. But I uh, wanted to say that in, uh, in, in talking the fact that uh, the governor is asking Maryland's congressional delegation to continue to put pressure on the United States General Services Administration to ensure a fair process will be determined when the state uh, will land, hopefully, the FBI headquarters. The governor who's hopeful that the headquarters will end up in either uh, Prince George's County uh, there are two sites that they have down there asked that the lawmakers fight back against the Republicans who want to cut the FBI relocation funding. The request was contained in a 16-page memorandum from the first-year Democrat governor outlining his top federal priorities. The memo uh, included the states uh, to all the state's eight uh, congresspersons and, of course, Ben Cardin is retiring at the end of this session. But Van Hollen, as well, is there. Additionally, the memo asked the lawmakers to promote the red line. The red line, Mike, coming back. That's uh, the system for Baltimore. And um, yeah. I'm happy about that. I am very happy about that. That was a, that, what's his, uh, Hogan, Hogan gave that money back to the 800, what was it, $800 million or something like that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so, um, Anyway, but the red line is going to, the gov- if the governor and his people have their way, the, uh, it's, uh, the only concern that I think is still out there is uh, the red line is extended, and uh, there's some belief that the fact is that this could, the resources could come this way. Uh, the governor did throw open the door, uh, I understand this week, though, that he would revive the state's commitment to building the east-west transit corridor through Baltimore that uh, could look at a lot like the red line project that was canceled. The original $2.9 billion red line would have connected the Bayview area to southwest Baltimore to Woodlawn to Baltimore County with its light rail, more like streetcars and lower than, uh, uh, slower than the subway trains. The state spent about $300 million dollars planning for the project, then gave up $900 million federal yeah. commitment when Larry Hogan yeah. decided to cancel it in 2015. 
all the jobs, all that wasted money that certainly could have been used. I mean, he called the project, Hogan did, a wasteful boondoggle and returned the federal money and shifted $736 million of state money to roads and surrounding the uh, quote-unquote white communities. The decision, man, he, he really turned his back on Baltimore that day. Yes, indeed. It was built as a transformational infrastructure project for Baltimore region. Well, anyway, the uh, mayor, excuse me, the mayor, uh, more, the governor's decision left open mm-hmm. what form a new red line would take, whether it's light right. or heavy rail, like a subway or buses, and where exactly it would go, though he did announce it at the West Baltimore Amtrak passenger railroad stop. And all these variables could change its cost. But regretfully, it's going to cost more. But Hogan should pay it. No, no, I'm, you know, come on. It was, I still don't understand why he did that, Mark. I really don't understand that. Okay. Well, you know what happened. Um, and let me tell you this, man. Um, you forgot. Um, not only did he deal with all the issues you talked about, but he's going to deal with, uh, he specifically taught the doc about the food desert. That's and right. And that money, he said his money already And committed to it. He's committed to helping and addressing the food market issue. Yes, indeed. Yes, he did. Open. Carl Douglas, um, the fact that, 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 that the, the, the state messes up with the, uh, the, the funeral uh, directors certificates and stuff. Yeah. And the homeless. You know, the homeless. Like Christine Flowers was about to go into a preaching sermon right then and there. Yes, indeed. He's dealing with that. He was on yeah. point. Uh, every one of those things you just said, he was on point and agreeable and ready to go. Absolutely. And uh, finally, before I get to the callers, uh, I want to mm-hmm. uh, put out a, the president delivered a unapologetic economic populist message Saturday during the first rally of his reelection campaign telling the crowd of the union members that his policies have created jobs, lifted the middle class, and now he says it's time for the wealthy to pay their fair share. Yes, sir, That's Mr. Right. Biden. Yes, sir. That's, right. That's going to be rough for me. People going around talking about the man's too old. Look, half of Biden is better than all of them damn going Republicans that are right now trying to run against him. Half Thanks. of him. I, I agree with that 100%. Mr. 23-year Senator Young. Senator, you're not just Larry Young. You're Senator uh, Young, 23 uh, years very experience. You're very kind. So I, I take your opinion for that. Well, uh, we're going to Black sitting in for Sean today. If you don't mind, Black, let's hit the uh, little break here and we come back. We're going to recognize this special day. The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear on 1010 WOLB are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1, its sponsors, or advertisers. This is, of course, uh, a holiday. We're celebrating the, the third year of the national holiday for Juneteenth. And um, every line is lit. I'm going to get to you. But uh, let's just pause. 
Juneteenth. Here we go. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the Mr. Jeff Majors. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wonderful selection. Strong. For sure. For sure, Mark. Of course, uh, Juneteenth. And uh, a good friend of mine, Sharon, sent this piece to me. And then I'm going to get to every call. Just be mindful of the clock as I have to be. But this piece was quite interesting. It's by Leslie Jones. And... uh, Mm-hmm. Trying to get it to come up. Yeah, come on, please. Okay. Uh. You know how things when you get to trying. Yes, I do. See me, Chris. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I thought I had it. No. I bet you to come through after I get these callers up. If I find it and get it back to you, let's start with the lines quickly. Yes, sir. Let's start with, uh, is this Leo? Good morning. Good morning, Senator Larry Jones. Larry Young, Larry Jones. Senator Larry Young and Brother Mark Cannon, how you guys doing on this beautiful day? Good morning, good man. Uh, you, a senior you warrior. You're the age, young man. You're the age, young man. Yeah, 80, 81 years young and grateful and, wow. and, and, and proud. Uh, Larry, thank you for being in attendance. Glad to be. At, man, that was a um, joy. What a joy it was, man. Let oh, me. yeah. This, this past Saturday at St. James Episcopal Church with Father Meadows and others, this was our Roots of Scouting Incorporated's 15th consecutive year for this particular cultural event. It's a cultural event and fundraiser for Roots of Scouting. So I'm so grateful. Uh, I had some family members in attendance like Mrs. Denise McCready and her husband, Reverend Pinkney McCready. And can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear Okay. And at least half of the attendees were from Baltimore County and other places. And uh, we had a full house, and we're very grateful. So what can I say to you? Brother Patrick Austin, 
for the second consecutive year. Musician extraordinaire. That's for sure. Outstanding. He led the musical aggregation in support of our efforts. And uh, let me say, because I know you have other callers, let me say I hope at some point maybe you can get the mayor on your show. But I, I still want to inquire as to the Youth Works Program and how we can extend that program. I know for the last four or five mayors in this city, we've had five weeks for Youth Works. Well, that's not enough. It's not enough money being allocated to serve the needs and career futures of our youth. I want that extended all summer long and 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 futuristically year-round. No excuses. If we can put money into tax financing for Port Covington, we can put unlimited monies on the table for our youth and their growth and education. So, again, I thank you for all you do, and uh, thank you again for your support. We're meeting tonight. Roots of Scouting has its regular community meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. All are welcome here at Linden Park Apartments at 301 McMeckin Street. First floor in Bolton Hill. Thank you so much. Leo, may I ask you a question, good man? Yes. There's a lot of discussion, much more than I care to mention, but it's it's coming up a lot. Biden is 80 years old. And I have no quarrels with the man. But there's some folks who believe he's not capable of doing the job. I've watched you, my goodness, for decades. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you and 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 uh, the the speaker of um, Nancy Pelosi, others who are come on, mm-hmm. Leo, you are doing things at eighty eighty one as right. you stated <laughs> that some folks stopped doing when they were they. they I, I don't understand this issue. You cannot say when somebody's going to leave this world. That's a decision That's right. by the Lord. So as Amen. long as he's functionable and can do the job. Age, in my opinion, age should not be an issue. What do you think? Uh, I think as long as you've demonstrated that you have your cognitive skills, you can think, you can function, you can act, that you should not be discriminated against. Now, you know I've said before, and I don't bite my tongue, yes, I'm a registered Democrat, and the Democrats are the better of the two parties, in my opinion. They're not where they need to be. They're not doing enough, but they're, they're doing a hell of a lot more than any DeSantis or Donald Trump or anybody else is going to do. So we need to stick with people who've got good sense and have the wisdom to govern. And, of course, the present president, Joe Biden, has demonstrated he has the wisdom. He knows how to build a consensus among different people, independents, Republicans, and others. And he's going to keep pressing on. And I think we don't have an alternative. We have to support him at this point in time. Our survival is is at stake. Family, y'all listen to one of our senior warriors. I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thank you so much. What? Hello? Hello? Okay. Hello? Well, I can hear you. I was saying our survival is in No, state. no, I got you. I got you, partner. I got you. <laughs> thank you. I'm thanking you. Get ready to move over to the next right. caller. All right. Thank you, good buddy. All right. So let's move over here to um, 
Uh, who's that? Uh, Bubby. There we go. Bubby. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Senator? Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir, Senator. How you doing? Fine, man. Yes, I would wish you and Mark a happy holiday. And I just would like to say on behalf of myself, what a great Father's Day I had. I appreciate all the cards, all the well-wishing, all the money from all family and friends. Senator yes. and Mark, yes, sir. I was with you. I was with you on Wednesday. I tried to wave to you, Senator, but I guess your eyes weren't working that well. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, it was it, it was that many people. It was, it was that many. I'm sorry you didn't come up, but go right ahead, Tar. What's what's your concerns? Yes. I, I am so I, I'm very impressed with the governor in the path that he laid out, and I and you know I'm a fan, a union, monumental status lady, Miss Redmond. Mm. But Senator and Mark, I will be remiss if I would not say that the city employees in Baltimore City is not getting their just due. I remember hearing the governor talking about families should not have to work two and three jobs just to make ends meet. Mm. Right. But Senator and Mark, it is at least 85% of the city union workforce working multiple jobs. Wow. Listen to what I just said. Eighty-five percent of union city workers have multiple jobs. Wow. wow. That should not be. Senator, I have wow. been trying to say, beat the drums about the ineffectiveness of Glenn Middleton in his, in his regime at Council 67. Senator and Mark, the reason city employees do not say anything because they can't due to the collective bargaining that Milliton persistently put in to keep them quiet, due to retaliation by Council 67 and the union officials that have chose to represent them. Senator and Mark, it is shameful that the city council did not give money to DPW and city agency to upgrade their vehicles and to hire an independent safety officer to deal with the safety concerns that these great men and women have every day. But yet still, they gave money to the firefighters, which I, I'm not opposed to. But why don't the city people look out for the city employees, Senator? Mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, I told y'all years ago about the problems at, H, at, at uh, the Housing Authority of Baltimore City. It had been proven true. I told y'all years ago about the problem at DPW. It's been proven true. What do I have to do, Senator, for these people to be proactive and get in front of this? This city council is shameful, Senator, shameful in how they treat city workers that represented by AFNI, the American Federation for State, County, and City Municipal Employees. It is shameful, for what they do to them, Senator. All I can say, partner, seems like somebody wants to run for office. Seems like that to me, Mark. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Senator and Mark, let me just tell you, at the Paul McCartney concert, the security people wouldn't let 
Governor Moore and his wife in. This when he was running for governor. You asked Governor Moore what black man ran over and made sure they moved out of his way and let him in. I thank y'all very much, and God bless you all. Appreciate your God advocacy, you, partner. Appreciate your advocacy, for sure, for sure. All right, let's go over here. Oh, my goodness. Money yeah. Mike, good morning. Hello? I'm, uh, Money oh. Mike. There you go, Larry. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? Happy belated Father's Day. Same, same to you, Mark. Same to you. Hey, Larry, Mark, first, Mark, this is to you. How many workers uh, at the, the Department of Education for the city make over 100000 What did you say? It's like 1200 And I heard that 1, years ago. I heard okay. that Now, I got a suggestion. Ryan? Yes, sir. Why don't we pay students to make sure that they can do their multiplication from the fourth to the sixth grade? We got this money from Kerwin that's going to the teachers and going to the administrators, and, and that's not the problem. You got to incentivize these kids to, to achieve. And I want the audience to tell, how well did you know your multiplication tables? Because I tell you, most kids in America, if they don't master multiplication, they're done. They are done. They are toast. And if they can't read and can't comprehend by the fifth grade, they're done. Now, people don't want to hear that, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, it always. hurts. It may hurt. And, and like this, this red line, I hope and pray that it comes. But guess what? What? We can't even fund. We, don't, we can't even put the right people into the subway system or the buses. So how are we going to staff the light rail? I mean, the red line. And it's going to be slower. I, I I don't see it. I wish that more people would apply for the MTA. You can you can get in. You don't need a CDL. They'll teach you how to drive a bus. But you got to be clean. You got to abstain from drugs. You got to take a, a, a urinalysis test. And the number one thing is you must come to work. And I see our people don't do none of that. Uh-oh. I'm going to say it, Larry. I'm going to say it. They don't come to work. That's their problem. And no job is going to tolerate you being absent. So that's my, that's my talk for the day. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, ask, ask your family members. Just poll them. Say nine times nine, eight times eight, seven times seven. Most people don't master anything above seven. They can get tens, elevens, twelves are easy, but they don't know their sevens, eights, and nines. And they struggle with math. They struggle with comprehension, and they don't go any further. They're not picking up a book as adults. I'm going to be honest about it. That's why they didn't go to college. They could have went. Most kids could go to college. You can, go, you can be something that you ain't today, but most of us, we don't want that challenge. We struggle with math, so we ain't picking up a math book. We ain't going to algebra. We're not going to do trigonometry. And then we struggle with reading and comprehension, so we're not picking up a book. So don't say that you couldn't go to college. Say I didn't want to go to college. Let me, let me ask you this, good buddy. I've been struggling with trying to get people to understand why I'm so scared of AI. I think that here we are, just beginning to understand STEM. Then you got the mega, and now here comes AI. 
And if Al, people, can you imagine having something in your hand? All you have to do is say something to that machine, and the machine gives you your answers. And some people be looking at the answer and don't know the answer because they don't know <laughs> what was given to them. Well, it's just a step up from Google. Okay. You know, someone okay. can grasp Google. It's, it's a step up, but guess what? You must embrace it. The mind, can, whatever the mind can believe, the body can achieve. Whatever you think about is what you are. Don't tell me I, 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 I was molested, I was raped, I came from bad parents. That was before you became an adult. But after that, every decision, every outcome in your life was based on you making that decision. So if we don't get AI, it's our fault. If we don't master STEM, it's our fault. We better stop playing, people. We're in trouble, Lauren. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. If we don't get ourselves together now, we're done. One thing is for sure. It won't be because people such as yourself are not stern and ready to come tell us. I'm blowing the horn. Listen, folks. Listen. Money, Mike, have a good the rest of your holiday, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it much. Thanks. Both of y'all. Peace, man. Both of y'all. All right. Peace, man. Hey, me Christmas. All right, let's see what Sandra has to say. Sandra, good morning. Okay. Good morning, Senator. Good morning to your guest. Good morning. Senator. Mark's my, morning, Mark hosting sir. with me now, Sandra. He's decided to stay with stay with the old man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Excellent, excellent. This is our family, by the way, this is our nurse. We we hear from her yeah. every now and then. All the time. Senator. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Senator, let me say this, and let me give you praise. Senator. Yes, ma'am. You made it out for us, but... President of uh, Biden was all about. Then I did my homework. I pulled him up. I studied him. I read about him. Senator, this man negotiated for our Social Security that we're getting right now mm-hmm. to stay with us. If he had negotiated the way he did, we would have never had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly how to do it. He stayed fast. He stayed calm. And he moved slow. He knew how to get it done, and he got it done. For all these naysayers out here, if some of our people, if you told them to vote for Margaret Green, they would do it. Mm. Don't say they that. They would do it. Don't say they that. They would do it, Senator. That man they're willing to throw President Biden under the bus to bring this uh, Donald Trump back in. Now, what is, is, is Donald Trump too old to do what he, what he did? To our safety net with our security? Mm. What was his problem? Yes, right? ma'am. Put President Biden's record up against Donald Trump's record. And see what you get. Yes, he's 80 years old. Thank God he's 80, but he's wise, he's intelligent, and he's knowledgeable, and he knows the government. He's been in there for 35 years. I put any anybody that come up against him, I bet that he can put him in the same. Hello. He know how to negotiate. He know how to work it. Donald Trump, all he wants is to come back and complete and rob American people the rest of the money that America has. Come on. This man, Donald Trump, killed 400 and counting some people during the virus. Nobody's talking about that. You are. Nobody's talking about that. Is it bring it back and kill some more? Come on. Yes, ma'am. 
don't understand. I have people they just jump on the back every time I see a black person standing up there with a sign behind Trump. Black, you know, I want to open my door and throw my TV out. I'm ready with you. I'm ready with you. Uh, are you in the city this season? Yes, I, yes, I am. But I'm going back because we can register off the ground in South Carolina. Tom Scott. Well, listen, ain't going nowhere. listen, stay on the line because I want to have Black, okay. Black tell you where, uh, where Mark and I are going to be having and hosting us something tomorrow evening. And I want you to make sure others can come, but I want to make sure you get a personal invitation please, from me. Please. I appreciate oh, you're, not gonna lock, you're not going to lock me up, are you? For what reason? <laughs> All I'm going to do is give you a hug and thank you. You and Money Mike and Leo. Oh, I got. Let me get this other call in. Thank you so much. Okay. Peace and All right. Stay on the line. All so right. Bye bye. Give it to you. Okay. Thank you so much. I will. Okay. Thank you. Alrighty. Let's see here. Let's talk to uh, Supreme. Is that right? Supreme. Yes, that's correct. How are you? Good yes. morning. I'm good. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, Share with your thoughts. Uh, I was calling in reference to the problem with the that the brother was speaking about it as far as the education and us, that that really mm-hmm. falls on in our laps because we can go and volunteer in schools. We can go and participate in our neighborhood schools where we know children are failing. If we have five people donate five hours, that's five five hours a day where you have supports in that school. We have to be creative in our understanding on how to fix our conditions. And us blaming others for the condition that we find ourselves in, yeah, some of that does fall on their feet, at their hands. But a lot of it we could take and control ourselves if we just take the control and stop blaming others. I say just take responsibility because that's the greatest thing that comes with freedom. If you're truly free, you're the most responsible individual on the planet. If you're truly free. On that, I say peace. And peace, sir. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in, good hey. brother. Appreciate you, sir. Hey, Lark. Yeah. Lark. Yeah. So, I am so glad that brother said all that. And I'm so glad uh, Money Mike said all everything he said. And, and, and all you guys have to do um, men, men, fathers, and everybody, we are us org. Y'all can come out with us on Mondays and Saturdays. Y'all can not only do that, you can volunteer at our brick and mortars. Uh, cause the young men over there, we're, we're training them to be, be the, all that they can be partnered with everybody. So, uh, I've been saying that for years, if y'all want to do something, you know, we got something that y'all can do. Pastors, Bring your people out, and it's no excuse. We have pastors and stuff like that. Another thing, Larry, I was a teacher's aide for, for, for three and a half years. I was addicted for 15, been clean and sober. I was addicted parent and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not silly, and I don't listen to rhetoric. So, number one, I said it before, the school system is being sued. I, when I was in the school system, reading, writing, and arithmetic, we had teacher's aides. We, can, we have more money than we ever had. And what happened, Larry, is, is no child left behind uh, messed up the school system because they wanted money. It became about money, not the teachers and, and people and the children, but money. So they wanted to pass everybody. You had a young man on television say he was in jail 
and they had them in school and stuff like that. That's why the school system is getting sued, not the parents, not the students. We got eight children. All of them are successful in all walks of life, went through Baltimore City schools. So did I. And we're doing pretty good. Millions of us are and, t- and thousands of us are right here in Baltimore in all walks of life. I'm done. I'm done. No, no, that's a <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So how you been? Otherwise, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. Are you going to be okay for a while here? Are you? Dealing? Yeah, I, um, uh, I, and, 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 and I'll let you know, I got, a, um, the 28th, I went, uh, the other day and, 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 and I got straight now some tests and stuff. And then the 28th, I got a little procedure and I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you about it. Right. I'm, I'm going to be good, big brother. I'm All right. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know you're in the prayer circle. You know that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And 23, 33 years clean and sober the 28th of June, too. Go ahead. See? See? 11 years Mark C. Show, uh, thanks to you, uh, this month. 11 years that fast? Yeah. Uh, okay. Colonel, Colonel Melvin Russell. Uh, um, um, Alex is co-hosting with me. Um. Colonel uh, Melvin Russell will be our guest All right. this Sunday at 10, on 1010 at 5 p.m. Amen, amen. Family, I just want you to know that uh, uh, we're going to be having a meeting next week, and I'm going to put you on notice, 6.30 uh, next Tuesday, we're going to have a meeting, and it's going to be about the March on Washington. The Reverend Al yes. Sharpton, Martin Luther King yes. uh, the Third, yes. and others are getting together we're going to be going to Washington to say to the Congress and, and this, this nation, do not forget our voters' right. Do not forget our police reform. Do not forget the issues that matter to us as a community and should matter to you as Americans. And so we're going to put together, and I'm looking for folks to come on board. If you're interested, it's going to be 6.30 next Tuesday at the Arena Players we're going to have the meeting. Wouldn't be the first meeting won't be no more than an hour, maybe hour fifteen minutes. We're going to get organized. I want to have no less than ten buses going to this march on Washington. We need to put the nation's attention. Yes, it's the anniversary date of the march on Washington back in nineteen sixty three, and we, we can Reverend Shopton and and others have been leading marches and marches and marches. This one here, like all of them, are important. But this is one that's important just in advance of the 2024 election. We want to let the community know. We want the nation to know just that our community is rearing up, ready to go. And so, please, if you're interested in working and helping me organize this participation, you can do just that. Okay, good buddies. Uh, Black Star picked up on Sean's cue to let me know it's time for me to peel peel back. And of course, you know, coming up right after me, rest indeed. Y'all be peaceful. Have a wonderful day, wonderful holiday. Remember the reason for the holiday. All things being good and equal. All right. Thank you much. All right, Black. Look, watch out for them too, because Sean not there. Chaperone them too. Watch them. Peace. (laughs) I am home tonight.